अब आप सुन रहे हैं बॉक्स आउट एफ एम हर वक्त हर जगह नए जमाने का Welcome to a brand new episode of Fresh Out the Box. My name is Arthur Chitte. I'm a resident here at Box Out FM. On today's very special episode, I've got the chance to pick the brain of base veteran uh, Sohail Arora. We are going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but mostly we are going to chat about his upcoming debut EP as Easy Riser, his jungle drum and bass moniker. Uh, the EP is called The Slacktivist, and it's going to release on 15th of April via Crown Culture this Friday. So Sohail how's it going how does it feel like being uh, during the release week Ah uh, things are good it's very very hectic uh, hello to everyone uh, on Box Out FM airways uh yeah it's great that we can say things are a bit hectic after you know two years of like a lot of confusion as to when music's going to come back and make a comeback so Yeah it's 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 a great it's a great period where everyone sort of really getting back into making putting out music playing shows um uh, planning festivals and so on and so forth so yeah i mean since i play a lot of caps yeah it's been it's been quite a crazy hectic time right now great i mean uh, different audiences know you for a bunch of different things people uh, might not be aware that you started this project easy rise a project back in 2012 so talk to us about your journey so far what's the what was the scene like for this genre of music for these sounds back then how has it evolved and how do you think you have evolved as easy risers in the decade so the journey with bass music started a lot before even easy riser was born um i used to a lot of people would know of it and some many people would not know of it also but uh i started with a trio called baby collective in 2008 uh where i was playing a lot of jungle drum and bass alongside two of my colleagues uh then uh rafael kabli shout out to rafael he's in sri lanka um as well as chris korea who's an absolute legend uh resident of zenzi back in the days zenzi was an iconic venue in bandra i think zenzi is the first place where i really heard someone play drum and bass music when i walked in one day when i was this is probably around 2006 2007 and um yeah i mean bbc uh, short form for baby collective was the first crew that was really pushing the bass sound three of us uh, we got to play with a lot of big artists uh, at that time and uh, it was during the early days of drum and bass and the rise of bass music in general um we alongside uh, bass foundation watching jinnapa back then um all of us were pushing the jungle dnb and the bass 140 sound as well a little bit at that time um in our respective cities and so i think it was 2012 and bbc came towards its end uh, it was 5 6 years into the project and um we decided to go our separate ways and go into different things and i started with easy riser i didn't want to stop playing bass music and i needed a solo moniker to be honest and uh, that's how it started i mean there's nothing really in depth 
uh, beyond that that I have to add to that. But uh, after that, I mean, it's it's been I think ten years now that I've been playing under that moniker. Um, there was a time in the early two thousand twelve to two thousand sixteen when bass music in general was going through a good time in, in India. We used to do artists like Alex Perez, Galax and TB, Mr. Bill, Spoon Bill. A lot of like glitch movement at that time. Then a lot of dubstep, a lot of jungle, a lot of DNB, um, and there were a lot of people who really got out to support and watch these sort of gigs. And uh, I remember for Halloween we did dub physics and strategy for Basecamp, and we had around eight hundred to nine hundred people in Bombay and eight hundred to nine hundred people in Delhi as well. So. It's it it's uh, seen like a really interesting peak. Um, over the years, I think the genre globally is going through a big shift. Uh, bass music in general, um, sort of is not at the same level as house and techno is, and the amount of people pushing the sound is a lot smaller. And um, so I've seen sort of the journey of bass music in general uh, through the lens of Easy Riser. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been crazy. I mean, over the last ten years, though, like I've had the opportunity to play at festivals like Outlook in Croatia, Dimensions. I've I've had the opportunity to play at Base Coast in Canada, and uh, yeah, I've got to travel a lot of European countries touring with this project. I've played some iconic venues and clubs all across the world as well, and. Uh, I considered myself as someone who was more of some, uh, more of a promoter, uh, introducing people to a lot of bass music in India through my DJ sets. Um, so I consider considered myself as a selector as well. But I really did uh, work hard on improving my DJing as it went along, and I also considered myself. Uh, I consider myself a good DJ now. <laughs> uh, it's a never-ending sort of journey, but yeah. Um, so that sort of uh, that sort of what Easy Riser has sort of seen over the last ten years. I mean, it's 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 a lot to sort of go through, but yeah. Let's let's sort of take it one question at a time. Yeah. Is there like a story behind the name? Um, it was more to do with the kind of uh, sets I wanted to play, where I wanted to sort of peak at, sort of towards the end of the set. So it was more based on that. Uh, then the there's also another story where I don't like waking up early in the morning. So there's also that, and there's a lot of other funny meanings to the name. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean that's sort of not where it came from. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's sort of where it came from. I mean uh, the part about you know me waking up late, me wanting to build certain sets a certain way, the music sort of journey in a certain way in my DJ sets. That's where the name came from. Great. Uh, as mentioned before, you know you wear a bunch of different hats. Uh, you know even as your DJ moniker, you have Rafiki on one side. You have Easy Riser. You. Uh, promoter, you know, you're the founder of, you know, one of India's foremost sort of booking agency and events group, Crunk. You're now also in the past two years, a uh, uh, you know, record label owner. So how do you think all of these different things within the music ecosystem sort of has influenced your production process, your sound, 
and especially uh, with the easy riser sound that you're going forward with with this especially this upcoming debut ap i think it works both ways um i think me being a promoter has really heavily influenced my djing and i think me being a dj and someone who digs for music from all across the world constantly has also allowed me to discover a lot of artists and music that i have over the years brought down to india for india tours and sort of festivals that we curate here so i think it's equally important and i think it's it's been uh, great to see how both of them affect each other uh, at the same time i think in the early 5 to 6 years of easy riser a lot of my time went trying to run crunk literally uh, for a long time and uh, yeah so i was making a lot of music before baby collective and uh, i think when i started easy riser i was also at a time when crunk really required me to focus on building the brand um as you know crunk works with various artists we manage a lot of artists we do festivals we also used to run a festival called we still run a festival called base camp which is 10 years old as well mm. so i think i did not really focus too much on the production side of things production took a back back step in this whole process and uh, yeah i i basically just focused on becoming a good dj trying to showcase what's fresh what's happening in the scene bass music scene worldwide globally through my sets and i remember the early days i was playing all different sounds of bass music i was also playing a lot of glitch hop and a lot of early dubstep um a lot of dnb a lot of jump up liquid drum and bass um we also i also used to play a lot with oxygen who's been there throughout from the start as well and we used to play a lot of parties together we used to do this we do this part party even today called strictly bass that we continue um so yeah it's it's i think um the focus on production is something that i have uh brought back into my life only in the last 3 to 4 years and um it's been great cuz now i feel like my knowledge of music and understanding of music and the fact that i'm a dj and i have to dig a lot of new music all the time uh allows me to be really fresh in terms of production as well and the kind of ideas i lay down um i think i'm very sort of uh i'm really enjoying this production phase now and i want to just get out put out all the music that i've been working on for the last 2 3 years now okay uh i mean you spoke about how you've been enjoying producing music again uh in depth so how would you kind of define your sound the sonic space that you're exploring and what do you how has your production process evolved over the years and what's it like right now so um my roots right now is based on drum and bass and jungle and a lot of 160 bpm stuff that is coming out from different spaces in the world uh, uh most of it i would say is still based on uk sound um and i think there's a lot more interesting sort of scenes that i've been exposed to in the last two years uh, i mean in the north american scene for example um so 
I think my production sort of sees all these influences. Uh, when I sit down to write a track, I write down ideas and barely two, three hours, I put down all my ideas. And then I work on it for a few weeks um, to reach a point where I have an idea. Once I have an idea, it can take anywhere from two months to six months to one year. If you don't procrastinate, it can happen in two months. But I mean, it took me it took me a while to really take it from 80% to 100% as a track. And that process for me was the biggest learning. Um, I'm learning a lot with the software as well. I use Ableton for production. And uh, I'm just trying to get better at the software, trying to use a lot of internal instruments and sort of working with um, a lot of synths and sample packs as well and uh, yeah I mean my sound is based on right now classic 160 and jungle and dnb sort of space it mixes all three genres um, I would like to now I have reached a point where I feel like I can now start working on um Songs that also incorporate other elements like musicians and singers and I want to really sort of now get into the space where I can do more collaborative work. Um, but I think the first EP or the Slacktivist that comes out this Friday is more, more of my early production work, I would say. And But it's something that I did not give up on and I try to really complete those projects and reach the sort of finish line because I think it's very important that you don't get stuck in that loop of not finishing music. Um, so that's that's been the sort of emphasis to finish music and to sort of then take people's help and sort of get it sounding really tight as well because I mean I do have my limits right now with production. I don't feel like my mixes are that really tight, you know, so uh, I took Oxygen's help and uh, he helped me mix the tracks a little better and make it sound a little tighter. Um, and I have also been uh, privileged to work with uh, TV from Calyx and TV who runs a mastering studio called Black Science Labs. And um, yeah, I'm happy with the product. I'm happy to put it out, but I have reached a point like all DJs and producers, I mean, uh, like all producers do. Uh, I'm kind of done with listening to those tracks and I'm really sort of happy to just put them out right now, you know, so. Great. I think on that note, we can kind of give the audience a taste of what the project sounds like. We are going to be playing the first single from the EP. That it's called Jigsaw Pump. Uh, it's out on all streaming platforms. Feel free to check it out and support it on trunkculture.bandcamp.com. Without further ado, here's Jigsaw Pump by Easy Riser. <laughs> Thank you.
We just heard Jigsaw Bomb by Easy Riser, the first uh, single from the upcoming EP, The Slacktivist by Easy Riser via Crown Culture, out this Friday, 15th of April, on every uh, on all streaming platforms and on crownculture.bandcamp.com. Uh, so, could you tell us uh, about that track specifically? Why that was the first single? How do you think that represents the project in some way? So, um, I think uh, what Jigsaw Bomb does is it allowed me to really write a good hook and a good uh, melody, but at the same time, I did not want to make it a very standard verse, chorus, verse sort of song. Uh, I also wanted to show the 160 DNB roots that I have, which is, I mean, a lot of jump up music early days as well. Um, so I wanted to give it that slap, that kick, uh, drum pattern that sort of resonates with very old school sort of DNB styles. Um, so the songs, songs basically two worlds, my brain sort of in two places where I want to be melodic, but I also want to be dance flow. Um, so that's sort of the process um, behind the track and sort of the thought process behind the track. And uh, yeah, I'm happy with the way it's come out. Uh, I always wondered if it would also sound good with a vocalist on top, but I decided to go without it for now and see how it does, you know. Great. Uh, talking about the project, you know, it's called the Slacktivist. Uh, clearly, there's a thematic direction that you want to take with the project. Could you tell us more about the theme and the concept behind the Slacktivist and why the name and why that story and why electronic dance music to sort of approach a subject like that? So, um, yeah, the Slacktivist, I mean, as you know, would means basically slacktivism you know it stands for slacktivism where there are there's a whole generation of us including me who are very vocal about politics on social media but don't really do much beyond that and are guilty of sort of not really being active uh in the political sort of climate uh i think it's easier to run away from it uh, for a lot of the youth and I hope that this sort of approach to music for me will also make me think about this a lot more and sort of see how I can sort of voice what I feel and what is wrong and what is right. And, you know, we do something more than just talk on social media at some point. Um, so it's sort of that. Um uh, that's what it stands for and that's what it means and um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much the subject of the EP and uh, all the songs have sort of a similar theme to it, so yeah. Uh, I mean, there's an interesting sort of thought over here where you have genres like, you know, acoustic or folk or like blues or jazz, which are predominantly sort of uh, classified more politically, socially aware. Where do you think, I mean, you have such a vast experience as a, as consumer of electronic music of different genres. Do you think, uh, for people who don't understand, there is, uh, you know, there can, you can explore electronic music beyond just the dance floor and beyond just a party setting and beyond a rave setting. How would you sort of, uh, you know, combat that thought, you know, the limitations of uh, electronic music as a cultural sort of cornerstone? 
Um, while I agree, I mean, with electronic music, you cannot really put words like hip hop can, for example, uh, cannot really clearly uh, pass the message um, the same way that different genres do, uh, especially vocal genres. I think uh, the best way I could really at least get the message out was through the track listing and through sort of using certain samples like the revolution song is just is a revolution is a very classic sample dnb sample uh, subconsciously when you're dancing i guess it will still resonate in some way i mean um it's high energy music it's also using certain subconscious messages through vocal samples and through you know uh track listing and stuff like that so People have, I mean, if people write about it, you know, that's another way of sort of spreading the message of what I'm talking about. Um, but at the same time, it's not in your face, sort of straight up political sort of motion here. You know what I mean? It's 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 sort of like a little subtle in that mm -hmm. sense. Uh, sort of like what a slacktivist does anyways, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's where I feel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you spoke about how you sort of picked up producing again and how you wanted to put these tracks out. Uh, could you also sort of rerun again through the journey of making the CP? Like, when were the initial ideas for these particular songs? Was that was it during lockdown? And why why these six songs? You, I mean, you must have a bunch of other songs as well. So, what from start to finish? What was it like, sort of putting out a project? So yeah, I'm, uh, I started. Producing again in 2018, late 2018, 2019. Um, I just started putting down ideas and learning the software again, the uh, getting more familiar with Ableton in general, spending time with it. But I think it was COVID, when COVID hit is when I decided that I'm actually going to finish these ideas, finish these ideas, put them down, finish the songs, finish the tracks, learn and get better at production and get better at the whole thing. I mean, at that time, I did not think of it as an EP. I was making a lot of tunes, uh, a lot of tracks. And then when I decided to put it in a format of an EP, I decided that, you know, there needs to be some sort of melodic signature sound that sort of goes well with each other as well. So that's why I picked those six tracks. It's overall pretty melodic, but it also takes rootsy dnb genres into the picture so it's also like a throwback to the 90s the i'm a, i'm sort of a 90s kid so i'm fully a 90s kid actually so for me like 90s is a very important time because a lot of the early dnb is what inspired me for a really long time uh not just dnb but everything from i mean besides dnb like ltj bookam and adam f and um there was also a lot of Square Pusher and FX Twin and Boards of Canada. So there were a lot of different sounds at that time uh, that influenced me. But um, so this EP is sort of my respect and my sort of tribute to all these styles that really heavily influenced me. And it also sort of resonates with who I am and what I go through. Um, it's overall a very dance flow heavy EP but I have a batch of music which is a lot darker and harder and I'm trying I'm sort of gonna put that out through different mediums and 
I decided that this was the right EP for Crunk Culture um, as a more balanced sort of sound. Great. Uh, you kind of mentioned it how this project was mastered by Oxygen, Aditya Ashok and was ma- sorry mixed by Aditya Ashok and how it was mastered by Black Science Lab, that's DJ TV. Uh, t- talk to us, I mean so much of dance music is about it sounding right through yeah. the mix and master and on the dance floor and there's a even though even if an artist is not equipped with the right tools to mix and master there's so much amount of trust that goes into giving your songs to mix and master to someone else uh, what was it uh, that about the, these two artists who are you know household names in the local and global scene that kind of made you you know entrust them with your project and what do you think they uh, what do you like about them as artists and what do you think they brought in through their mix and master in the project so as i said like uh, earlier as well i i feel <clears throat> like i have my limits right now and sometimes it's better not to um you know overdo things and uh, you'd rather delegate you'd rather work with people and collaborate um and get a product that really sounds closer to what you really envision in terms of it being a dance floor tune you know so aditya someone have been uh, pushing drum and bass and bass music in general with for over 10 years and he really understands my history he really understands uh, how i came to this stage in my life uh, with production and he is one of the most amazing and easiest people to work with for me so it was a very natural sort of choice i asked him if he was up for producing uh, sort of mixing the ep uh, co-producing and mixing the ep then we sort of started the process and uh, i think it it took us around 4 4 months of back and forth where i really got my project finished uh, to a point where i could get it for mastering to tv tv is someone we hosted galaxy and tv we hosted for base camp in 2013 if i'm thinking that right yeah 2013 sometime and uh, i have loved galaxy and tv's productions in ramen base they've always been uh, they're overall quite heavy uh for the kind of stuff i do but um they put out a few eps in the middle which were very melodic and they were some of the most iconic sort of uh tracks in drum and bass and sort of that's what really inspired me to reach out to him because i knew he was uh taking on more projects as black science labs and i've been following his uh mastering service for a while so I asked him if he was up for it he heard the music and he said he's down to master it so that was perfect for me you know and now i mean it's what it sounds exactly like how i would have wanted it to sound you know so it did take some time uh because it's 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 a new process to build with different people uh but once you get comfortable and once you build that sort of cycle uh it works really well and i think it's been a great working experience for me i've learned a lot through aditya even in this process of getting the mix right you know so that's been the goal you know just to learn a bit as well and sort of he was very very open to my feedback and sort of helping me get where i really wanted to get you know with this nice. 
Yeah. I think it's another chance that we should uh, sort of give a taste of the music and the project. We're now going to be playing the second single from the EP. The track is called The Revolution Song, uh, which just today was placed in Electronic in India's playlist by Spotify. A bunch of interesting and big press coming this week as well. But without further ado, there's the second single by Easy Riser uh, from the project The Slacktivist. Here's The Revolution Song. Revolution 
heard the revolution song the second single by easy riser from the upcoming project the slacktivist which will be out everywhere via crown culture on 15th of april this friday on all your favorite streaming platforms and on crownculture.bandcamp.com uh, so he'll talk to us about this track or uh, you said that it uh, samples a very famous drum and bass sample which is the revolution sort of vocal chop uh, was this song sort of crafted around that uh, sample? What was the journey like from a production standpoint? Um, the song was not really crafted around the sample. The sample was added actually a little later. Uh, I was looking for samples which would invoke the whole theme in general. And um, it's, it's sort of a classic jungle uh, path uh, where you have a lot of classic vocal samples in drum and bass that sort of is acceptable to sort of use in your sort of music. Um, some of the most iconic Amen breaks and stuff have been used by many people, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, so the genre is sort of, um, it's, you know, how reggae music is. It's sort of like samples so many different people and, and you have dub plates and, yeah. you know, you're so um, from that point of view, um, it wasn't supposed to be a very unique sample. It was supposed to be a sample that people could recognize. Um, beyond that, I mean, yeah, I mean, the song was made as, as something that sort of builds the world of indie music and drum and bass for me because... Um, I also have a lot of rock influences. I've grown up with rock music in my life, so... You used to be a part of a metal band as well. Yeah, called Skin Cold back in the day. Um, yeah, and it was sort of a new metal band. And uh, yeah, so I mean, this wasn't supposed to be new metal or any of those genres, but the idea was just to sort of, you know, with the second part of the track, it's it's sort of, sort of gives that whole indie guitar dance vibe, mm -hmm. you know, and... Uh, yeah, it's a really high energy track and then the revolution, this is a revolution, uh, this fit perfectly on it and 
it went off from there you know and um, yeah also the melody in the start is a very psychedelic rock inspired uh, synth line um so it's sort of like all my influences coming together uh and it's crazy how it happens subconsciously you know when you're making music uh all the years of music that you've heard sort of come out through different outlets you know so so that's that's sort of what is happening in this track you know uh just switch gears a bit you know let's talk about crank culture it's a label you founded back in 2020 uh this is the first time you're dropping music as a whole project you uh you know as easy riser through the label you know the label has done so well over the past two years you've dropped four great compilations which are you know the thematic flavors of these compilation you have done the very a recent release was uh, you know momento by mobius you have done stuff with albo folk to you know a bunch of very different kind of electronic music so uh, talk to us what the idea behind the label was what's the journey been like for the label and what it means to you to drop your first you know big project via the label Yeah so the label was absolutely a covid project uh even though it was envisioned 3 to 4 years ago um i knew that the label's mission would be to put good electronic music that's coming out of here on a sort of global map you know uh i think over the years a lot of international talents coming to india and there's enough promoters who want to bring a lot of international djs to india and there's like a good market now established for that sort of subject you know uh, i think what's really not happened though is the amount of indian producers and artists making it internationally so that was sort of one of the reasons why i felt like a label was missing and what we do we artist management we do events um uh, i felt like the label would complete that sort of um business uh from also from a strategic point of view where we can put music out and reach out to people globally you know and so it sort of became an outlet that i wanted to start for a while uh of course label label is not promoting it's not if if i'm involved it's not going to be promoting really popular sort of styles um uh, i've i am very sort of strong believer in the alternative music that we push as a community um so the label sort of had that vision from the start where we wanted to push good alternative dance styles and electronic music styles from the country on a global level you know so that 2020 august is when we started uh we've got some incredible support internationally from are to bandcamp to beatport to you know everyone sort of been very mix mag while city all of them have been really supportive um and uh, over time we've really started hitting good numbers with streaming as well and we've got some amazing support from apple spotify and all the other platforms um so the idea is that we will continue putting out good music that's coming out a lot of it's also a way to discover a lot of new upcoming producers uh we get a lot of demos it allows me to listen to so much fresh music from across the country and around the world um so it's really been fun it was one of the reasons and one of the things that really kept me busy during covid so i didn't really feel like i wasn't working i was learning new things again i mean starting a label was literally starting something new uh for us 
but it's an idea that's been there for a while covid just allowed us to sit on it and make it into a reality you know uh you know to wrap the interview up you know what's what can people expect from the easy riser live shows that are coming what can people expect from easy riser in general you know after this project so i definitely want to make it very visual i am working on a music video right now um i am also working on a audio visual set with studio mobius right now and uh, really excited to showcase the av set um it's more of a jam right now but it's going to get more solidified as a show as well but the show is going to be a dj set overall because i'm in djing is part of my dna and i will showcase all the tracks from the ep as well uh but um we hope to build this concept further into an av show and hopefully in the second half of the year we can also sort of start thinking about a live setup where we can sort of start integrating with mcs and rappers and musicians as well uh but at this point i it's going to go more towards an av sort of format and um that's what the plan is for easy riser shows i have a lot of other releases lined up as well in terms of singles and eps throughout the year with easy riser so the goal is to also put out a lot of the music that i've been sitting on and uh, i'm also working for an ep with uh, foreign currency uh, later this year which is going to be a lot more collaborative where i'm going to be working with different rappers as well so so that's that's what's looking like 20 i mean that's what 2022 looks like for me All right, great. Thank you so much, Sohail, for your time. You just heard Sohail Arora, aka Easy Riser, on Fresh Out the Box. My name is Arthur Chitte. We just played two singles from the EP, The Slacktivist, which was Jigsaw Puzzle, and The Revolution Song. We are playing a bunch of new music after the podcast as well, so stick around. Uh, this was Fresh Out the Box. You just heard Sohail Arora. Do sure be please follow him on Instagram at Sohail Arora. and follow crankculture at crankculture feel free to support music on all your favorite streaming platforms and on crankculture.bandcamp.com my name is archit shete this is fresh out the box and